Good day. Francis Gargani, Redemptorist, once again with you from our Redemptorist provincial residence of Washington, D.C., on this sixth day of November. For change, I would like to reflect with you on this Monday of the 31st week in Ordinary Times, first reading from Paul to the Romans, chapter 11, verses 29 to 36. Sisters and brothers, the gifts and the call of God are irrevocable. Just as you once displayed God, but have now received mercy because of your disobedience, so they have now disobeyed in order that by virtue of the mercy shown to you, they too may now receive mercy. For God delivered all to disobedience that he might have mercy upon all. Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. How inscrutable are his judgments and how unsearchable his ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord? Or who has been his counselor? Or who has given him anything that he may be repaid? For from him and through him and for him are all things. To God be glory forever. Amen. I'm not sure, non-scriptural scholar that I unfortunately am, what that, to me, confusing first paragraph of today's first reading is really saying, though I do have a hunch. But once Paul begins with this exquisite, oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God, how inscrutable are God's judgment and how unsearchable God's ways. I am captivated with Paul's passionate response to the unfathomable mercy of God. Paul is just so caught up in this God of the covenant of his ancestral Jewish mothers and fathers, this God he has encountered in coming to know the Christ that he almost goes into rapture as he tries to express the difference God's redeeming love has meant for him in his life. And like all people who finally feel loved, especially when they are very aware, it comes freely and not as a response to their own earning or winning it. Paul, to the depths of his being, wants others to come to know what such liberation truly is. His whole person pours itself out in every which way to the different communities he travels to, sharing such life-giving good news. It's no little exaggeration to then say, Paul is an apostle of extravagant generosity. His very language is one of abundance. During our Redemptorist Province Convocation, the week of October 17th, we received a pretty stunning presentation on the difference between an abundance versus scarcity mentality. It's still ruminating within me and inviting me to further reflection, examining how I myself reflect these polarities in all my relationships, including with myself and God, since greed is both celebrated in our culture 
and one of the significant symptoms of a sick soul. It seems to me it thrives in a society that is plagued with the mentality of scarcity. Scarcity fosters a mentality of competitiveness as the very ingredient necessary for survival. A dog-eat-dog survival of the fittest mentality might be celebrated in Emmy award-winning television programs such as Succession or fodder for literature and films, but in truth, scarcity is born of fear. I'm not enough. You're not enough. There's not enough are the very lyrics of its theme song. I also would suggest that scarcity as a mental and heart state always leads to greed and selfishness, ultimately to emptiness and death. It is fostered by politicians who've sold their souls to greed. They wave the banner of jobs for Americans first and everything else while disdaining immigrants and masking a virulent racism and white supremacy. They set themselves on undoing the hard-earned progress of the civil rights of our sisters and brothers of color, descendants of our former slaves. Their virulent cry is one of scarcity. There's not enough for us all, just enough for us real Americans. Abundance is all about exuberantly exclaiming those words of Paul, the depths of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. Encounter the authentic God and you know what abundance is. It's part of the very motto of us redemptress, copiosa, copiosa apudeum redemptio. With him is plentiful redemption. That is copious, overflowing, extravagant redemption. Abundance is a mentality is the result of coming to know everything is gift. You then develop an abundance of hospitality, an abundance of acceptance and affirmation, and an abundance of humility and tolerance, an abundance of forgiveness and reconciliation, an abundance of affection and trust, an abundance of creativity and generosity. In other words, we start mirroring God. Abundance fosters a freedom that can risk peacemaking, a freedom that calls us to live more simply so all God's creatures and humans can simply live, a freedom that embraces everyone as equal and worthy of dignity, a freedom that reverences all of creation as sacred and holy, a freedom to engage in the works of social justice so that all will come to know they are the beloved of God, treasured as the very image and likeness of God. Let us choose abundance and dare to say yes to God's invitation to receive God's copious, overflowing love at the very table of Christ dying and rising, the table of the Eucharist. Every sacrament's in an encounter with God's abundance, but especially the Eucharist. Let us become people of abundance. Taste and see, taste and see, 
The goodness of the Lord, oh, taste and see, taste and see the goodness of the Lord, of the Lord. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall always be on my lips. My soul shall glory in the Lord. For he has been so good to me. Taste and see, taste and see. The goodness of the Lord, oh, taste and see, taste and see. The goodness of the Lord, of the Lord, glorify the Lord with me. Together, let us all praise his name. I called the Lord, and he answered me. From all my troubles, he set me free. Worship the Lord, all you people. You'll want for nothing if you ask. Taste and see that God is good. In God we need put all our trust. Taste and see, taste and see. The goodness of the Lord, oh, taste and see, taste and see. The goodness of the Lord.